Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Henry, the best running back of all time. We will try to answer that today on the Fantasy BFFs, live on the Sports Grid TV network. I am Frank Stanfield. No Greg Sussman, out doing big boy things, taking care of meetings, kissing babies, shaking hands. Present. But to help me carry the next hour of the show, it is the closer, Chris Ventra. What's up? Donning the Jimmy G Gucci Garoppolo jersey. Yes. Ventra, I got to ask you right off the bat. Yes. How tough of a game was it for you to watch <laughs> on Saturday between your boy Gucci and, and Dalvin, Dalvin Cook? Cook. I because I know jerseys. you own both jerseys, so this had to be a tough one for you, buddy. Yeah, I was going for Jimmy G all the way. Jimmy G all the bad? way? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm all over the Jimmy G thing right now. I just wanted to see him win the Super Bowl. And then you found out that, First, yeah. that Nick Bosa has Italian roots. Yes. He has a, uh, so does Joey. A, the Italian heritage. Part of his family, yes. uh, and I'm, I assume that that also helped you root for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I've been rooting for them all year, with Jimmy <laughs> G, of course. Yeah, you didn't need any more inspiration. Right. And then, Bo, you know, I knew Bosa, well, I knew the Bosas were Italian or something like that. I looked it up to make sure, and I found out that their great-grandfather is a guy named Tony Accardi, or Accardo, and he, uh, he was, uh, you know, Ventra, where affiliated. Did, where did you read this, Ventra? Uh... What is this? Tony Accardo? Tony Accardo. Look, look, just look up Bosa's <laughs> and see their heritage. Did you read this on Wikipedia? Uh, I don't think so. Did you read this on it BuzzFeed? Not, it was not Wikipedia. You can't believe everything you read on the internet, Ventra. <laughs> I got to let you know that right now. <laughs> Wait, let's see. Uh, I'll look it up. You'll look it up. <laughs> Tony okay. Accardo, the great-grandfather of Nick Bosa. or so we, yeah. so we think. Yes. Well, we've got a lot to talk about, obviously, here on the show. First thing I mentioned, Derrick Henry, how can you not? The biggest upset of the weekend, the Tennessee Titans knocking off the Baltimore Ravens and the would-be MVP in Lamar Jackson. Uh, we'll get into all this for the next hour. Of course, Gucci Garoppolo, Jimmy G, and the 49ers take down the Minnesota Vikings. They cover that spread as well. The Kansas City Chiefs, what a comeback. Are you wow. serious? Bill O'Brien, you are who we thought you were. Goodness gracious, they blow a 24-0 lead. The Kansas City Chiefs scored 28 points in the second quarter. What a game that was. And then, of course, it, there were just great games all weekend. Yeah. Honestly, I would say the 49ers game was probably the most boring of all of them. I enjoyed it. In terms of, you know, there wasn't much back and forth. It just seemed like San Fran really just kind of yeah. held on to the game the entire I time. It was never really close. All these other games kind of had some drama involved. 
I, well, the Ravens Titans. Yeah, I guess that wasn't really close, but yeah. it was still a dramatic game because again, blown with out. Lamar yeah. Jackson at the helm, you never know if he can make a comeback or not because we've seen him do it all year in terms of you know the the offensive numbers that he can put up with that team. Well, that's the thing; he never really had to make many comebacks this year. Like I'm trying to recall, he didn't really have to come back from big deficits. No, he didn't. Right? But just knowing that offense and the style of that offense, how, how explosive it is with him right. being able to run and throw and make plays down the field. Uh, Hollywood Brown made some big plays in that game as well. You never thought that it was over until like the final two minutes, you right. know, when they turned the ball over for the final time. Uh, but, you know, you really you always thought that there was still a chance for the Baltimore Ravens. So in terms of that, I felt like there was drama there. Right. Uh, and then obviously the Packers and the Seahawks, the Seahawks came back and everyone's talking about uh, the first down or what should have been. And yeah. Devontae Adams posts on his Instagram or Snapchat uh, an edited image where you can see that the yellow line, the yellow line where the first down is on the it's television <laughs> is not always yeah. exactly where the first down marker is. So. People have to realize that. I don't have a problem right. with the way that game turned out. If you want to blame the refs, maybe the Seahawks should have played better earlier on in the game. Yeah. Give yourself a better chance. Exactly. And that defense wasn't great all season long. So right. we're, not, and they had we're enough... not out here blaming refs then. Right. Yeah, you can't blame the refs on that. Uh, I will. So I, I found this on. What it's... do you got? On ItalianHeritage.com. Nope. <laughs> Even better. We got a, you know, a very good site here. A reputable site. What do you got? SBNation.com. Okay. Okay. Former Ohio State Buckeyes defensive back Joey Bosa, blah, blah, blah. But one thing many people don't know about Bosa is that his great-grandfather, Tony Accardo, was a Chicago mob boss for more than 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> he was no low-level guy. No low-level guy. You know guy. that name if you, if you know, like, about mob I, history. Tony I Cardo. don't. Okay, yeah. I, I'll never forget the, the Monday I came in after I watched The Irishman. Yeah. I start talking to Venture about it. Have you watched it yet? No. Yes. You, you did watch it. All right. At guy. that time, you didn't watch it yet. And Venture just starts rattling off, like, Italian mob last names, yeah. like, family names. Yeah. And I had no clue what you were talking about. <laughs> and ever since then, I made sure that I was nice to Chris Venture. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Crazy Joe Gal. There was a lot of big guys in that, in that movie. Great movie, by the way. Just what, a little what, long. What would, your, uh, what, would your, what would your moniker be? Oh, like Joey Bats? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Venture family. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say too much, but there are people that Wild side. Chris Venture. <laughs> the wild side. I don't know what it would be. <laughs> I, really I don't know how we got into all this Italian heritage. Yeah, I don't know. Even before the show, we start looking <laughs> up the Italian national soccer team. Yes. Because well, this year is the Euro Cup. I'm sure we will have betting advice come the summertime when the Euro Cup is going on. Mm. And we start looking at the Italian national team. Yeah. You, you've seen the clothes of Chris Venture on the network before. He wears his Italian soccer jerseys. He's a big fan. Huge. Can't we wait. found out that there's a guy named Kevin Lasagna. Kevin Lasagna. His first name's on Kevin. The, on the Italian team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't make that up. Kevin Lasagna. It sounds made up. It's the truth. It's the <laughs> Kevin, truth. Lasagna. Kevin Lasagna. Sounds like a fake, uh, a fake American guy right. who is who? trying to make it onto the Italian, Italian national team. team. And somehow What's he your made name? It. Huh. <laughs> Kevin Lasagna. What? <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody else's first name is like, you know, really Italian, like John Luigi and whatever. Yeah. This guy's name's Kevin. But his last name is Lasagna. So well, John Luigi Buffon, is he still on the team? No. I don't even know. Is that his, is that his first name? That is yeah, his first name. Yeah, it right? is John okay. Luigi Buffon. You're right. 
Yeah. Right. They have a new, uh, new goalie. They have a new, new, goalie. new John Luigi, I believe. All right. So let's transition from football to, uh, <laughs> to back to American football here. Uh, and obviously, we're going to go in chronological order of the weekend. And, of course, your 49ers get it done. We'll talk more about the 49ers when we come back. We're coming up on a break here anyway. Yeah. Uh, but they win this game 27-10. The 49ers cover this game easily. The game goes under. And, of course, the 49ers will match up with the Green Bay Packers next week. That game will be held in San Francisco. And they met earlier this season with the San Francisco 49ers winning that game 37-8. to Yeah. They won that one Sounds handily. Good. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers haven't forgot about that. So yeah. the, the opening spread on this game, the San Francisco 49ers are laying seven points. I'll just say this as a little preview. We'll talk about it more for the rest of the week, and we'll have a full breakdown uh, come Thursday, Friday. We'll really get into these games. I like both underdogs as of now. I, I think those lines are just too high. When it comes to the uh, the 49ers and the Chiefs. Right now, the 49ers are laying seven points in the conference championship, and right. the Kansas City Chiefs are laying seven and a half. Which started at seven, so. Those numbers seem a little high to me, Ventra. Maybe. I mean, I think you're right. The Titans have shown a lot. I, people still don't believe. Derrick Henry, the best running yeah. back of all time. We'll get into all, all of it today here on the BFFs. When we come back, we'll dive more into this 49ers versus Vikings game. This is the Fantasy BFS live on the Sports Grid TV network. No Greg Sussman. Don't go anywhere. It's the closer. Frank, we'll be back right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. BFS live on the Sports Grid TV network. And of course, as I went to break, I said that we would come back and talk about the Minnesota Vikings going up against the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to scratch that for now because we just had breaking news regarding the Houston Astros. Wild. Their cheating scandal and what their penalties are going to be. Those have just been handed out. So this is breaking news right now. And here's what we've got regarding uh, the cheating scandal from the Houston Astros. A one-year suspension for general manager Jeff Lunau. A one-year suspension for manager A.J. Hinch. The forfeitures of first and second round draft picks in both the 2020 and 2021 MLB drafts. A fine of $5 million, the maximum allowed under MLB's constitution. The placement of former Astros assistant GM Brandon Taubman on baseball's ineligible list. So we've been hearing about this story for months now, and mm. we've seen video footage from multiple people, multiple media outlets. I know John Boy, who's really blown up over the past year or so with everything that he's done on Twitter, uh, has really broken down You know the instances when the... Houston Astros have been home, and they use security, uh, not security, they use technology. They use cameras to basically zoom in on the on the, on the pitches. So you're talking on about the, the center field. They, they were zooming in on the catcher. Yeah. His signals, they were stealing signs yeah. from the catcher, and they were banging on a garbage can from their dugout, from like beyond their dugout, like right inside the clubhouse. And... 
if they were banging on the garbage can, that would let you know that an off-speed pitch was coming. Venture, you've played baseball. Wild. Yeah. You played baseball up until you played in college? Yeah. So, I mean, you could talk more about how, look, as a hitter, yeah. So much of that is mental. I mean, being prepared to know like what pitch is coming. Obviously, there there's a million things, different things going on. Right. But that is a legit advantage. Oh yeah. And everybody, you know, I've heard Astros fans defend it. Well, everyone cheats. That's fine. And I'll rip any other team that does this. First and foremost, I'm a Yankees fan, and we saw during the playoffs uh, when the Yankees tried to call out AJ Hinch and the Astros for stealing signs. You know, he laughed at them. He was like, oh, be better. Yeah. So, I mean, what kind of credibility does A.J. Hinge have when you go back Cheating, to 2017, yeah. the year that they won the World Series, right? and they were using technology to steal signs, banging on garbage cans to help their hitters know which pitches were coming. Right. So this is just insane, and now we finally, you know, uh, have the the penalties that are handed out here. Yeah. And I think it makes sense. I think it's warranted. I don't think that there's anything that is not deserving here. Right. They won a World Series, and they cheated in order to well, do so. Here's my thing, right? So stealing signs is not – I feel like when you're doing it physically, not without No, that's fine. That's part of the game. Right. So but doing if you're using it with technology, technology – Right. That's different, man. There's a gray area there, though, but I get it. I get what you're saying. It's still cheating, right? Uh, I just don't know – how bad that is. Now, here's the thing, though. When you couple that with all the other stuff they've done, and they've had a lot of instances in the past where they've been accused of cheating, not just with the stealing signs. You had the pine tar thing on the hat, uh, which in the know, past, we're all doing that. The spin rates are up. Everybody in the past goes, decade, didn't they steal some – they stole some scouting from the from the Cardinals, something like that. Yeah, like They hacked into their database and, right. and stole scouting from them. They've, this isn't the first things, time right. that the Astros have been involved – in some exactly. kind of cheating scandal. And they're not the only ones. You can say whatever you want. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. The Red Sox, a couple of days ago, it came out. They have a cheating scandal Patriots. of their own. Not to the same level as this using technology. But teams are trying to cheat. There's no doubt about it. It's just to the level, to the extent that this was. I think was, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And the fact that they won the World Series. Because of Yeah. It, maybe not because of it. Obviously, they have talented players. And Jose Altuve, but it helps Correa, and Alex Bregman. But you got to put I mean, an asterisk next to the... There's no the way of knowing one. how much it actually did help them, or right. if it didn't. There's no way of quantifying that. It, I mean, listen, if you know that a fastball's about, coming, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a huge difference. Now, you can steal signs at, physically if you're on base. You know, sometimes guys steal signs. It's happened before. That's not that big of a deal. You're not actively trying to steal signs, though. It's not like a, a game plan thing. Like we're going to use this camera to steal signs, and we're going to clue into you that this is coming. Like it's ridic- That's ridiculous. That's a, a whole big scheme. You know what I mean? And to know that a fistball's coming as opposed to a curveball or whatever the pitch is, is huge, dude. You just set up so much differently. You know yep. exactly what's coming. You just don't know where it's going to be exactly. But you know what's coming. It's a fastball, so you're geared up for a fastball. You're not going to get fooled by a curveball. That's a huge thing. And that's what I'm saying. They should have an asterisk like they do for people who took steroids next to that World Series. I can't, I can't argue you with can't, that. You can't say, like, you know, you, there has to be something there that notifies, oh, wait. This is the year the Astros cheated big time. And if you watched any of those breakdowns from John Boy or anybody else who has looked into 2017, when you hear the garbage can being banged in the background, there was one specific pitcher. His name is uh, escaping me right now. Relief pitcher. He pitched uh, at the time he was on the White Sox. He pitched for the Yankees. Uh, He's actually the guy who took, uh, took a line drive off the head. Forgot his name. 
Okay. He is Danny Farquhar. Danny Farquhar. Okay. That's who it was. Yeah, I remember Farquhar. There was very clear evidence where I think it was Evan Gaddis at the plate where they bang on the garbage can, and every time they do that, he fouls off the pitch. He fouls off the pitch, fouls off a pitch, and he's having a great at-bat. And then Danny Farquhar calls his catcher out, and he says to him, like he's like, I, I think something's going on here. He says, let's change up the signs. So they change up the sign. The very next pitch, he strikes out Evan Gaddis. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. This is why they're being suspended the way that they are. I mean, there's so much video evidence. There's so many people have, who have come out and said, yeah, they were doing it. I know Mike Fires was one of the whistleblowers. He came out and said, yes, this is something that they were doing. Right, so, right. look, this is just another stain on baseball right now. We know that they have issues in terms of trying to get people, to younger watch. generation yeah. involved, and in terms of their ratings and you know how popular the sport is nowadays. I don't think that this is going to help. Nope. I think something like this, using technology to your advantage, personally... I think it's worse than the steroid era because at least okay. with those guys who are taking steroids, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Fame player before he ever took steroids. Some guys weren't, though. I mean, no, for sure. Plus, like, Barry, there's going to be players, but you still need to know how to hit the ball. You're, you don't know what pitches are coming oh, when yeah, you're yeah. taking steroids. You still got to be good. Like, of course, yeah, you have yeah. to be good. You, you have to know good. how to hit the ball. I mean, you have to have pitch recognition. You have to have power, uh, athleticism. And obviously, steroids helped with all of Plus, that. Plus, 90% of people worse. are doing it. 90%. I think this is worse Because not 90% steroids. of people do it. Because yeah, you had hitters doing it. You had pitchers doing it. It doesn't make it yeah. right, the steroid era. Right. But there were so many people involved. Yeah. And again, there might be more teams that come out that... I do do things like that. That, yeah. that were have used technology to their advantage to to cheat in the game of baseball. I mean, don't you find it odd? I mean, it's building up for years. I feel like the Astros. Every time a pitcher comes to the Astros, they become a great pitcher. Well, there's. Like, been, I feel like this. It's just there's so, been scandal with that too. Yeah. Trevor Bauer has said there's no way to physically improve your spin rate on curveballs or breaking pitches that much, right. Without using an illegal substance. So Trevor Bauer Clark. has called them out before as well. Yeah, for sure. So this is a you know. Accumulation of all these things, I feel like, and using technology to steal signs is bad. And they gave him a harsh, you know, this is harsh, but it should be. The one thing that isn't is the five million, but that's the max. Oh, like you said, can we still that's the max? I wonder if we can still bet the uh, the Astros Yankees. under right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to pull up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Wait, that, I wanna, they already released team win totals. It might not affect them this year, though. Why? I mean, they don't have their they don't have their general manager in there. So you need they don't them? have their manager. Do you need them. Joe Spada is their bench coach, which I assume is going to be... Wow, you could still get this right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. <laughs> their season win total is 97.5. Where's my phone? Alex Asano, bring up my phone. I got to text uh, Window Will. Going under? I got to text Window Will. Going under. Ventra, their total is 97.5 That's real right high. Now. That's real high, yeah. That's already one of the highest. I could scroll through. I know the Yankees, their total is over 100. But I have to imagine 97.5... It's probably one of the three highest. Yeah. The Dodgers are 98.5. Yankees are 101 and a half. The Houston Astros, 97 and a half wins, is the third highest win total in baseball as of now yeah. on the FanDuel Sportsbook. You should be hammering the under right now because this is going to change things. Yeah. Not having your head coach and your general manager around, I don't care what you say. They're still, they're still talented. Be good, they're a talented team. They have talented players. This is going to affect The atmosphere things. is going to, be atmosphere yeah. is going to change. It's going to Culture. be, there's going to be a black cloud. Hanging over on. Minute Maid yeah. all season long. And you're telling me that if this is something that actually affected the players' performance in 2017 and even maybe even 2018? Yeah. But I doubt. Who's to say that the players don't just get worse? Yeah.
pitches are going to start getting shelled. You don't know. I mean, like, the hitters aren't going to perform as well. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, hammer that under with the Houston Astros. Now, when I say when we come back, we're going to talk about football. I mean it. Unless there's some <laughs> other crazy breaking news. The BFFs live here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where, where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, even bet win totals on teams that are cheating on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Venture, my biggest takeaway from this read is New Jersey. New Jersey. I keep reading New Jersey. Right. We need mobile betting in New York because yes. I am trying desperately right now get to, to get my bet in for the Houston Astros under. They all took it off. And DraftKings already took it off. Yeah. DraftKings took Houston Astros off the board right now. I'm trying to get it in, and I, gonna I drop it, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Obviously, I'm, I'm hosting a show right now. What yeah. am I going to do? Right. I could let Closer take over. I'm going to have to go make a few calls. <laughs> but... Doesn't look like it's going to happen for me unless it's still open after this show. So if They're you all can close it, try and hammer it right now. Skew, screw the Houston Astros. They're cheaters. They're lying. Can't stand it. Can't stand adventure. Yeah. So I hope uh, they get everything that's it's going to be like eighty-eight and a half now. It's gonna it's gonna drop tremendously. 90, that is for sure. All right, back to football. Let's get back to football here. The 49ers win twenty-seven to ten against the Minnesota Vikings. Your San Francisco 49ers win this game. The Vikings came in allowing just over 100 rushing yards per game, Venture. Mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, Matt Breida combined for 180 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Were you surprised that this was Coleman? the Tevin Coleman game? Because there's a chance that maybe they were saving him for this point. Maybe they weren't using Tevin Coleman in the second half of the season. And they were using Raheem Mostert that whole time right? because they were trying to keep Tevin Coleman fresh for the playoffs. It wouldn't surprise me. Makes perfect sense. You think that's potentially what they were doing here? Yeah. I, I think that they say, listen, we got these three running backs. It's a beautiful thing because you can keep them all fresh. They're all Absolutely. pretty fresh. I mean, none of them really ran a ton. And they're all explosive. Um, and Yeah, they're all good. Uh, Coleman wasn't great throughout the season. He had a great game. He had 22 for 105 and two touchdowns. Um, I think they just said, you know what? Coleman running well. Let's keep pounding it with Coleman. Keep pounding with Coleman. He's hot hand approach. Uh, Raheem played well too. I mean, like he ran well, but I think it. He went over his prop. I was on it. His yeah. prop was fifty-two and a half. Yeah, he ended up with fifty-eight yards. Right, right. Breida fumbled. He got knocked out, and it was really down to them too after that. But I think he's going to do that. Like I wouldn't be surprised if next week, you know, 
if it's Coleman or Mostert, or if Mostert was the lead back and he had, you know, 18 carries and Coleman only had 11 or something, you know, I would not be surprised. They're rotating all three. And that's what Shanahan does. I feel like he just he keeps all his running backs fresh because, listen, they're a run first team. But I do like the fact that in this game, what's very important, and he's done this a lot this season because I watched basically every 49 a game this season. First drive, throwing the ball heavy. Don't run the ball heavy. Don't be predictable. This is what Seattle was, predictable. This is what Baltimore was, I feel like, predictable. Okay, Titans were not. Titans threw a lot of curveballs at you. I mean, the Derrick Henry jump pass alone was was a curveball. You know what I'm saying? A big-time curveball. So you got to mix I it up. I feel like whenever you, you say curveball, someone should be banging a trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Curveball. <laughs> if we could get Wait some, you know, uh, banging a trash can audio downstairs, whenever uh, yeah, Venture says curveball, curveball. just uh, bang a trash can somewhere. <laughs> Homage to the Houston Astros. Curveball. But you're right. Look, Tevin Coleman, I think that they might have been uh, saving him for this moment, and I'm happy you brought up next week. Is it going to be Tevin Coleman? Is it going to be Raheem Mostert? Is it a combination of both? Either way, they're going to be able to run effectively against the Green Bay Packers, who you think so? throughout the course of the season, they allowed the eighth most rushing yards per game to opposing running backs, 4.7 yards per carry to running backs, which was the fifth most all season. The way to beat the Green Bay Packers is by running the football the reason why the Seahawks did not win this game is because they couldn't. They didn't really have running backs that they could rely on. Yes, Marshawn Lynch scored two touchdowns. Those were both, you know, within five yards right. of the end zone. So it's not like they had someone that was explosive. If they had Chris Carson in this game, it's a different story. If they had Richard Rashad Penny, I think that this game is a different story Absolutely. For, for the Seahawks. So that does give me some pause in terms of backing the Packers next week. I think they will be out for revenge after getting blown out earlier in the season against San Fran. But okay. in terms of the matchups, San Fran runs the ball well. They have a strong offensive line, especially from a run-blocking perspective. Now. And that does not bode well for the Green Bay Packers here going on the road. If the, if the 49ers can just run all over them in this game, I think the Packers might be in for a long one here. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, the 49ers defense venture, they were all over Kirk Cousins, yeah. man. Like, white on rice. Sacked him six times. That was tied for the most times that Cousins was sacked in a game all season long. Dalvin Cook had 15 touches, including six receptions. 15 touches yep. for 26 yards. <laughs> One week after running all over the New Orleans Saints. And look healthy. A, who have a yeah. good run defense. The Saints have a good run defense as well. Right. This 49ers defense comes in here, sacks Kirk Cousins six times, limits Dalvin Cook to just 26 total yards in this game. I thought the 49ers defense looked phenomenal. And I think that... You know, now I'm kind of talking myself into the San Francisco 49ers for next week. I looked the spread, up, but the spread. I looked this up before the show earlier, and I, I pointed it out to you. Jimmy Garoppolo, under pressure this year, was 14th in passer rating while being pressured. Right. Aaron Rodgers was worse than that. He was 16th in the NFL in terms of passer rating while being pressured this season. He's about to go up against one of the top three pass rushes in the NFL. Right. All the matchups right now are kind of leaning towards Niners. San Fran's favor. Yeah. And I got another stat for you. What do you got? Throw a stat back at you about Jimmy G. And they threw this on uh, in the last game. When he threw that pick, they showed his stat. Drives after he throws a pick this season. He's 36 for 39, 429 passing yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 128.5 passer rating. So he's great after the pick. He's resilient. You know, he forgets quickly. Uh, and he just does his thing. So that's a good staff for him. But it wasn't about Jimmy G in this game. It's about that defense. That bye was tremendous for them, bro. Like, everybody's healthy on that D now. You got D Ford back. You got all these guys back. Tart, Ward. Everybody's there. Everybody's healthy. 
Uh, there's not any holes left. And if you saw towards the end of the season for San Francisco, they didn't look as good on defense because they were more Absolutely. banged up. Early on, they went 8-0. Why? Because their defense, and they ran the ball really well. The O-line's healthy. D-line's healthy. The whole defense. This is why I think San Francisco's going to win the Super Bowl because I think they're the most complete team. I think their offensive line is one of the best left. Has nothing to do with you wearing a 49ers jersey. Has nothing to do with my Jimmy Garoppolo jersey. <laughs> um, no, seriously. I think besides Jimmy, and Jimmy, honestly, the fact of the matter is, this team's so good that Jimmy's the weak point. Uh, he's the weakness on the whole team. He's the standout weakness. Clip it. Clip it. Seriously. Clip it. The first um, time Venture has ever said anything bad about Garoppolo. But I think that's an interesting stat that you brought up. You know, after he throws an interception, you know, the old cliche, it's not about, you know, how hard you fall. It's about, you know, being able to get back up, right. being able to bounce back from that. So it's an interesting stat that you bring it up. Yeah, Garoppolo is going to throw some interceptions. He's going to make some mistakes. But he does bounce yeah. back well from that, uh, right. which is another uh, another feather in the cap of the him. San Francisco 49ers. Just throwing a bunch of cliches your way uh, <laughs> right now. So, yeah, the uh, the 49ers won that game handily. Uh, and, again, the earlier meeting between them and the Packers in Week 12, they won that game 37-8. to Aaron Rodgers was 20 of 33 in that game for 104 yards, uh, one touchdown, and he was sacked five times. So that's more of what he's likely to see next week they going up, up well against the them. San Francisco yeah. 49ers. Seattle did not match up well with Greenback. It's just if they, losing those running backs. That Seattle could, doesn't match up good with anybody. You know that, like, coming up good in, with the Eagles. But, <laughs> well, mean, uh, yeah. you know, when Josh McCown's the quarterback, yeah. of course. But all year long, a lot of people said this about the Seahawks. They weren't a good team. No. If you look at their underlying numbers, yards per play on offense, yards per play on defense, total yards on offense, total yards on defense, they were not statistically a no. good team. Yeah. It was just time after time, Russell Wilson puts on the Superman cape, yeah. and he's able to will that team to victory. Yesterday... They tried to put it on the back of Russell Wilson again, and it was just too much. Right. The, the pass rush was too much. He couldn't handle it. Right. So, I and think overall, like, there's no good matchups for the Seahawks. When they have Chris Carson healthy and Rashad Penny healthy, they could run against teams. You know, your defense doesn't get exposed because they're not on the field as much. That helps. The Seahawks' defense is not a good one. No. And we were reminded of that yesterday when Devontae Adams went off. Put it this way. They, it just wasn't their year. The running backs got hurt at the wrong time. Absolutely. Both their running backs. Terrible time for that to happen. But next year, they might be real good. Listen, they're going to beat every mediocre to bad team out there throughout the season because of Russell Wilson. The Seahawks? For sure. For sure. I mean, they even you beat the, the 49ers this year. Yeah. They beat some good teams, too. But again, right. that's Russell Wilson willing them to victory. It's right. not because they have a great offensive line or great personnel or great coaching because they don't have those things. I think they have Carroll's Russell good. Wilson. I think Carroll's a good coach. I don't know, man. Like, Pete Carroll. His in a his he didn't do good in his stubbornness yeah. over the past couple of seasons. The ground and pound, ground and pound all day with Brian Schottenheimer. Look, if you have Carson and you have Rashad Penny, I get at it. Ti- at time and place, there's a time and place for everything. You can run the ball more when you have talented players like that. When you have a Travis Homer, when you have a Marshawn Lynch, you have to open that game up to Russell Wilson more. The problem was they became a little bit too predictable. Right. And the 40, uh, the Packers are able to just pin their ears back, and they have great pass rushers. Yeah. I don't know why they, that Carroll or anybody on that coaching staff thought that they'd actually find success running the ball early on in this game. I think everyone knew that was coming. Uh, and I know the Packers aren't good against the run. That's their weakness on defense. But still, you think that Lynch and Homer are going to get it done. And Homer only had three carries, so they should have probably gave him more carries. To be Russell honest. Wilson threw the ball 31 times in this game. Just to compare. Yeah. In the game that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens lost, which they were trailing for a large majority of that game as well, he threw the ball 59 times. Right. 
Russell Wilson and the Seahawks threw the ball 31 times yesterday. You're telling me in a game where they're trailing for the majority that that shouldn't be over 40? Oh, yeah. Look, your season's on the line. Give your best player the ball. Put it in his hands. That's what Aaron Rodgers said after the game, too. I mean, he wants the ball in his hands. It should be the same thing for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. So that's why... You know, I'm a little bit iffy on Pete Carroll and, and their coaching staff, and they don't have great personnel. It's tough because once you pay a quarterback like Russell Wilson, you don't really have much money to go around for everyone else. Yeah. So their offensive line over the past couple of seasons is shaky. Their defense is not very good. They don't get a lot of pass rush. Clowney is a special player, but one pass rusher is not going to get it done right. alone. No, you got to be able to have more. players yeah. in that secondary. They have really strong linebacking play from the Seahawks, but... Ultimately, just not enough. When we come back, we'll wrap up the Seahawks and the Packers as well, and we'll move on to the AFC, the BFS, live on the Sports Grid TV network. Can't get Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Welcome back to the Fantasy BFS live on the Sports Grid TV network. Marshawn Lynch scored two touchdowns yesterday. Yeah. And don't forget, Ventra, mm-hmm. to take care of y'all chicken. The chicken, yeah. When it comes to Marshawn Lynch. I have no idea and what money. that means, yeah. uh, but I hope that you can break it down for me because right now we're about to play audio of Marshawn Lynch giving advice to young players. The side of a retirement, and it's good when you get over there and you can do what the f- you want to. So I tell y'all right now while y'all in it, take care of y'all bread. So when y'all done, go ahead and take care of yourself. So while y'all at it right now, take care of y'all bodies. You know what I mean? Don't take care of y'all chicken. You feel me? Don't take care of y'all mentals. Cause look, we ain't lasting that long. Um, you know, I had a couple of players that I played with that, you know what I mean? They no longer here no more. They no longer. So, I mean, you feel me? Start taking care of y'all mentals, y'all bodies, and y'all chicken. The mentals? When y'all, you know, ready to walk away, you walk away and be able to do what you want to do. But I appreciate it. Thank y'all. I have a good day. The Holy Trinity, according to Marshawn Lynch. Your mentals, your bodies, your chicken. Your chicken. Venture, what does chicken mean? (laughs) What is the metaphor of chicken here in this instance? So, this is the first time I ever heard a chicken being referred to as money, but... It's money. Oh, it's money. Yeah, okay. because he's saying <laughs> mentals, your body, and your money. And then at the end, he said something like, uh, you know, because you want to be able to do what y'all got to do once, you know, it's over. Yeah. Okay. Meaning, I that guess. Makes, I look, that's good advice for young players then. Yeah. Mentals, body, take care chicken. Of the chicken, baby. Take care of the chicken. Got to take care of all three. Metro, <laughs> uh, I did want to ask you about Devontae Adams just from a fantasy perspective real quick. I tweeted this out last night. He goes eight for 160 and two touchdowns last night on 11 targets. His last nine games since returning from injury, including last night, yeah. 66 receptions, 779 yards, and seven touchdowns on 102 targets. His 16-game pace, based on his last nine games since returning from injury, fully healthy, had some time to learn this LaFleur offense. 117 receptions, 1,286 yards, 
and 12 touchdowns on 181 targets. How many wide receivers are you taking ahead of Devontae Adams next year in mm-hmm. fantasy football? I know you're going to say one. You're going to say one. I'm going to say... Am I? I'm going to say two or three. Like, I feel like it's a, it, I'd go... In one draft, I'll go Devontae Adams. In one draft, I'll go DeAndre Hopkins. But I know that I'm taking Michael Thomas. Wait, so who's your number two? Julio Jones. Oh, Venture. Julio Jones. You baby. just can't quit. Can't quit it. Did you read the part can't where quit. I said 12 touchdowns, Venture? Watch. Julio's going to have 12 touchdowns this year. No, but listen, no you've been saying thing, that for five straight years. It hasn't happened. The touchdown thing is an anomaly. It's still an anomaly. <laughs> it's Julio Jones. He's one of the best receivers You're waiting for like six years of positive touchdown listen, regression. It's I, never going to happen. I can't. Who's like put Julio negative in a negative category just because he hasn't scored double digit touchdowns, you know, most of his career. Yep. In each season. One season he did do it. But the the yard yardage, the targets, the receptions, all of that off the charts. Just as good as anybody else, more consistent than everybody else, except for maybe Michael Thomas and the guys we just mentioned. Now the last nine games pretty consistent out of Devontae Adams. Oh yeah, no, he was great. But he's also he got hurt this year. He's been hurt before in the past. That's the thing. But this is the first time he really missed time though. Like, he had the concussion issues in the past, but he never really missed a lot of games. He missed a couple. I think his yeah, most yeah. was he missed one or two games right. in a season. This year, he missed more because of the turf toe injury. Right. But this is the first time he's had that. Right. Listen, if you want to go I Devontae think he's right Adams, in that mix as a second wide receiver. I think Michael Thomas, yes, ahead of Devontae Adams. No Thomas. doubt about it. I think DeAndre Hopkins versus Devontae Adams close. is close. Julio, Chris Godwin, you want to put those guys, like, in a similar tier. I get it. Late first, maybe early second round. I think Devontae Adams is close to being that number two guy, man. Oh, based yeah. on what he showed these last nine weeks. He's definitely great. He's definitely elite. So uh, that's, but he should be in that category with those guys. I wouldn't blame you for going Hopkins over Adams, though. Like, it's really not, I don't think it'll kill you. This year might have killed you a little bit, Hopkins. But he ended up having a great season. Speaking of fantasy football venture, we got to talk about the best running back in NFL history. That is Derrick Henry out here shattering records. The first player to rush for 180-plus yards in three straight games in NFL history. He has more rushing yards, 561, in his first four career playoff games than any other player in the Super Bowl era, mm-hmm. passing the great Terrell Davis for this honor. Venture, we spoke about this maybe two weeks ago when Greg was out. Mm-hmm. We did our first-round mock draft for Fantasy Football 2020. We did not have Derrick Henry in the first round. We probably messed up. Yeah, Henry probably should. <laughs> but nobody had him in the first round. Nobody had him in the uh, Some people had him in the late first round. What, the, realistically, though, this, what we're seeing out of him now, he has 1,200 rushing yards over his last eight games. People, running backs try to do that in a full season. Yeah. Derrick Henry has done that in his last eight games. This guy is not human. He's unstoppable. Right? He is unstoppable. Yeah. Now he's a free agent. I think he'll be back with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. He's... Earned himself a ton of money, and rightfully so. Yeah. But realistically, where does he go in fantasy football next year? First round. I is he a top five pick? I don't know, man. I top see five. people talking about him as the second overall pick. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. The second overall pick behind Christian McCaffrey. I put out the poll before the show asking, who would you take second overall? Right. Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Michael Thomas. I thought those were all fair options. Maybe you make an argument Dalvin Cook should be in this mix. Maybe a Nick Chubb as well. I like Nick Chubb a lot. Okay. As of right now, 42.9% of the vote. Saquon Barkley, number two player. But you know who is second on that list? Derrick Henry has 28% of the vote. So that means some people are going to consider him for the second or third overall pick in fantasy football. 
Is that crazy? I'm not surprised, though. Is it crazy? I don't, or is everyone just buying the helium? I think it's a little crazy to go to take them over Zeke and, and Barkley and these guys and McCaffrey and stuff. Like, there's just so much more dynamic. You're not going to take them over McCaffrey. McCaffrey's the first no. overall player. Yeah, no way. But if you have the second overall pick, I mean, you you're can not do considering it. Derrick Henry? I'm not surprised if someone does that. I mean, yeah, I'm considering him in the first round, but I don't think I'm taking him above these guys. Why is that? These top five guys. Because, I, they, they because do he things. doesn't catch passes, Vince? Well, yeah. That was your New Year's resolution. I know, but that was your fantasy resolution. That doesn't mean he should go in the first five picks, though. You know what I mean? <sighs> Just because he's doing great right now, don't kill the doesn't messenger. Doesn't mean he's going to do great <laughs> again all season. You're going to buy him on his, on his career year. People are talking about That's this on Twitter. It's a real thing in redraft leagues next year. Him being a top five pick, buying him on his career year. I don't normally like to do that, prospect, but it's kind of yeah. hard to argue with a guy who's getting twenty five to thirty. Plus carries every single week. He deserves to go. And he's just running over people. Vendra, did you see the play? Yeah. Where he turned Earl Thomas inside out? Boom, boom. He turned (laughs) Earl Thomas. He's a grown man. Looking the other way. One of the hardest hitting safeties in the league, Earl Thomas. He turned him into his leading blocker. Yeah. No, I know. Who does that? He's a transformer. He's a freak. Listen, he's great. And you love those guys. I love those guys. You love the freaks. But here's the problem with that. I I can't buy in the first four or five picks where you got these elite guys that could do everything, even on a bad game, okay? They're going to give you points. Henry, on the, on his worst games, yeah. which, you know, we've seen his worst games. I mean, he's been doing this now for a while, since the end of last year. But the, if you look at last year, uh, 2018, I mean, I mean, most of the season, he was having a lot of duds. I mean, you're talking about, like, you know. Going back to last year? Going to 2018. 50, uh, I mean, he didn't have any duds this year, though. No, not this year. 15. He might have had one or two, I don't know, 15 carries for, like, you know, 45 yards. And, and no pass catching. No, no, no pass catching whatsoever. That's going to net you five fantasy points. It's dangerous. I'm looking, at, dangerous his, I'm looking at his game log right now. His worst games this year, mind you, he, he scored a touchdown in every game but one, two, three, four, five. Mm. In the games where he didn't score a touchdown in week... 17? Uh, well, last week, he didn't score a rushing touchdown. He had a passing touchdown. So out of the the 18 <laughs> games that he has played this year, he didn't score in five of those. He went 21 rushes for 86 yards against the Texans when they lost in week 15. Mm-hmm. Still put up 86 yards. And he wasn't 100% healthy. I remember he was questionable for that game. Against Tampa Bay, he had 75 rushing yards. That was the best run defense in the NFL. Against the Broncos, he had 15 rushes for 28 yards. That was his worst game of the season. That, and outside of that, I mean, even in the game where he had 75 yards, I mean, he gave you, and he had eight. He had one reception for eight yards. I mean, he gave you nine, I mean, nine points in a PPR. It's his worst game, one of his worst games all year. So here's the thing. Hard right? to argue, man. Look at this workload. 32 carries in week 17. 34 carries in week 18. 30 he's carries not gonna this do past that all week. season, though. He didn't do that all season. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's not going to do that. So, like, here's the it's thing. Crazy. Look at weeks one through six, seven, whatever. He had one game over 20 fantasy points of week one. 19 for 84 and a touchdown, 28.9. Well, those are the weeks. 17.4, 11.6, 11.8, 13.8, 4.3, 17.8. It's pretty consistent, RB2 though. territory. So, it's consistent, but that's the thing. If he's not going to get multiple touchdowns or if he's not going to have a huge 100-yard-plus game, which is going to happen quite often, with the touchdowns, you know, Alvin Kamara, for the two first two seasons of his career, 
put up what nineteen touchdowns, eighteen touchdowns, seventeen touchdowns, whatever. He put up a ton of touchdowns. The efficiency I believe it was, was eighteen and thirteen each of his first two seasons. Yeah, this year was six, and he had like three in one game. So, and we were complaining like, oh, the touchdowns. It's a fickle thing. If Henry doesn't have those touchdowns this year, let's say he just doesn't have the goal line proficiency that he did this year, yep. and he has seven touchdowns or eight even. It's not like there's going to be dud games. And that's why I don't think he should be in that elite, elite tier. But still saying he's a first-round pick, it's still— I You mean, would take tomorrow over him? That's a great question. <laughs> I love Kamara. I, I think I might. The pass catcher. I got him. I, I got the I closer. Might. I got him I, on the ropes right here. I just love Kamara. I, I mean, I, I would probably—one league I would, one league I wouldn't. I'd probably go one league. Differentiate. You yeah. think they're that close. Switch it up. Speaking of the Titans, I think uh, A.J. Brown's duds in the playoffs have driven his price down. Yeah. From a fantasy perspective for next year, I think if uh, if they didn't make the playoffs and the season just ended for the Titans at the end of the regular season, mm-hmm. he's probably a third-round pick in fantasy next year. I think because he's not doing much in the playoffs now, these past two games, I think that drops him down a round or two. Yeah. So I think that that's going to create some value. Uh, for anybody who was talking smack about Lamar Jackson after this game, up. he made mistakes, no doubt about it. It's his second career playoff game. He had two interceptions. He had a fumble loss in this game. I thought the Titans' defensive game plan was a phenomenal one. They let him run, run, run. Uh, They played great coverage. I think this game showed us that Lamar Jackson needs another receiver because Hollywood Brown could stretch the field. He's that speedy receiver. I I don't think that he is an all-around receiver. I think he could do some things. I think he's very similar to a Deshaun Jackson type. But I think they need another receiver. Mark Andrews wasn't healthy. Maybe Miles Boykin can turn into that player. But I think that this kind of exposed the team because with Andrews not 100%, with Ingram not 100%, uh, it was really just Hollywood Brown or bust. You saw Seth Roberts draw, drop a bunch of passes in this game. Willie Sneed drop passes in this game. Uh, that was not Lamar Jackson's fault. And when you get to the playoffs this time of year, mm-hmm. you know, it's very easy to say, oh, well, one or two plays make a difference. Well, it's true. If those guys catch their passes and they gain first downs. I mean, we could be looking at a potentially different game here for the Baltimore Ravens. So for everyone out there that was on Twitter, you're clowning on Lamar Jackson after this game. Um, Bill Polian's probably excited saying that Lamar Jackson was a running back before he even played in the NFL. Oh, yeah, that's bull. That's that's a joke. That's bull. Give me a break, because I can name 25 MVP. NFL franchises right now and fan bases that would love to have Lamar Jackson. I say 25 because there might be a handful of teams that maybe you like their quarterback situation a little bit more than Lamar Jackson right. long term. Definitely not our teams. Like a Patrick Mahomes. No, like I'll take Lamar <laughs> I'll Jackson take over Darnold. You'll take Lamar Jackson Lamar over Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to like a, a Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, maybe you lean with those guys. That's For fine. Sure, yeah. But you can name 25, 26, 27 other franchises and fan bases that would love to have Lamar Jackson as their quarterback right now. So cut the crap. Stop talking smack about Lamar Jackson. He didn't show up when they needed him most. It's his second career playoff game. That's perfectly fine. People drop passes. I think that, you know, if Ingram's healthy for this game, if Mark Andrews is 100% healthy, we're likely looking at a different game. His receivers hold on to the ball. I think it's different as well. That Andrews play where... Where he threw the pick off his hands. Yeah. That really changed a lot. That did. Early on, you know. I think they got to get him another receiver. When we come back, we will finally get to the Texans and the Chiefs. BFS Live on the Sports Career TV Network. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Welcome back to the Fantasy BFFs final segment of the day where we'll try and go over the Chiefs and Texans as much as we possibly can. What a crazy game this was, Ventra. An in-game betters paradise. You know, if you didn't lose faith in the Chiefs early in this game, once they got down, I mean, they're down 21 zip. They're down 24, 24 zip, zip at yeah. some point. I mean, you what you could have got them in terms of their money line and plus points, if you were paying attention to that, I mean, this is just... A dream for you. I actually hopped in once they made a 24-21. I bet on the Chiefs minus four and a half because based on the momentum and the way that as easily as they were scoring, I didn't see any way in hell that the Houston Texans were going to stop them. Right. Yeah, right after that. So, I mean, I mean, you could have jumped on this after 24-7, you know? Imagine, imagine you got in on that money line when they were down all those points. It looked crazy. It, lo- it, it looked grim at some points, but once they scored... You know, once they scored that second touchdown, and then right after that, they get the fumble recovery on the kickoff return. I I, I was uh, right telling someone downstairs. I went to the bathroom real quick, and my friend shouts over to me, 24-21. I said, what? I left for two, two seconds. minutes. Yeah. I was like, what happened? So, yeah, it was just a crazy game all around. Uh, if you had any doubts whether or not Travis Kelsey was the tight end one heading into next year, if you thought that George Kittle might be that guy, Maybe you should think again. Ten oh, receptions we, we, we for 134 playoffs, yards and three touchdowns. Ventra. Too much. As great play. as Kittle is, he doesn't have upside like this. No. He doesn't have upside like this in a game. I think he does. Show me. When, sure he does. When has Kittle ever have had upside like that in a game? Ten for 134 and three? He might not have a, three touchdowns in a game with 130. I think Kelsey's still the tight end one. That's fine. I'm yeah. just saying I think Kittle's in the tier with him. In the elite He's tier. in the tier. But I, I've heard people talk about putting Kittle ahead of Kelsey. We're, not, we're not there yet. I'm cool with it. I mean, listen, he just didn't have that game, Kittle. He didn't have to. The, the, we're investing too much into playoff performances. We're going to make Derrick Henry go from, in, after two great games in the playoffs, fine, that's great. You don't boost him from potentially late first round, early second round pick. I get it. I'm with that. But you can't boost him after two games. All of a sudden, he's a top three pick. I just think that's a little ridiculous. Playoffs, investing too, too much into it. You know what I mean? While, while you're saying that, playoffs, we invest too much. Mahomes or Lamar Jackson next year in fantasy? I think I might still go hunt Mahomes. Mahomes! I think you're reacting too I much. Mean, I mean, Mahomes yeah, was going ahead of him anyway. <laughs> For the closer, Chris Ventra, I am Frank Stample. You're watching the BFFs. Up next is Wager Talk. We'll see you tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.